Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Happy to have you along. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. This is Local Matters. Pastor Ron Allen with me today. Pastor, how are you, sir? I'm great, Dwight. Good afternoon. How's it going with you? It's going well, well thank good. you. Going good, well. Good, nonstop. Good. Hey, <laughs> I know, I know. You stay busy. Nonstop, and you do too. <laughs> we have been uh, we have been enjoying a time that we've been learning and, and hopefully sharing with our audience. And, you know, we, we talk about reading our Bible, studying the Word, and, and, and it matters. You know, the, the, we're told in the Scriptures to study to show yourself approved, workmen rightly dividing the word of truth. Oftentimes, though, we run into phrases or words in the Bible, and we're talking about phrases of faith mm-hmm. uh, in this particular topic, uh, words that, that you know might mean something in our culture or bring something to the thinking of people who are in the audience, but really are f- sometimes light years away from what the biblical yes. definition is. And you know what? We become so familiar with, I call it Christianese. Yeah. You know, we become so familiar with phrases that Sometimes I think we think people know what we're talking about, and sometimes I think we become so uh, so religious, if you would, in our phraseology that we really aren't garnering the the real truths that we could, the real life from some of these Christian words and phrases that really, when Jesus talked about them, he brought great peace and life to people. And of course, that's the goal. That's what we want to accomplish when we're talking our our Christian language. We want to bring uh, yeah. the, the peace of God and the goodness of God to people. And so when we're talking about these phrases, we're, we're hopefully going to bring in a new and fresh concept of what some of these phrases mean. Yeah, it's, and I, as you know, I love I love to open up words. I love to study them. Love sure. to get my concordance out. And when you and when you start getting a broader definition, whether it's whether it's someone you know, like we we've talked about before, uh, folks in government circles, educators or whatever, mm-hmm. have their own little language or oh, acronyms. Yes, and yes. You do, and, mm-hmm. and I was with a group of engineers not too long ago, and they were they were using that language. <laughs> oh, well, guys, know what? And it just you get in that kind of world, and you think everybody knows. Yes. But, but folks who who basically maybe have not had much. Trouble Church experience don't don't have a clue sometimes, and even we who've been there a little bit, once we start to start to look at the broader definition of things, so it can be it can be beneficial on both both ends to, to study these words. And we really have to be careful about that, don't we, Dwight? Because I mean, we we could be conveying things that really of eternal value. Yeah. And I mean, just totally talking over someone's head and totally talking about something that maybe they think is one way. We're using terminology that's completely a different way. And I mean, when you think about some of the phrases of faith that people use and how to operate those, and and not only that, Dwight, but what if we can get these terminologies good so that people can understand and bring them down to a very simple level that what they produce, the good things that they bring forth, the abundance, the life, the peace, oh, yeah. the joy that they bring forth when we when we can learn these phrases and learn how to appropriate them. I'm correctly. sitting here thinking about Pastor Ron. Thinking about I went to the walk to Emmaus not too many weeks ago and was at the table uh, with one one fellow at the table. He'd, he'd been a gang member in California, a gangbanger. Just came to the Lord, got baptized. We were there, and we're sitting around, and we'll get into these conversations. And he's he's sitting he's sitting there, good heart, trying to listen, and would stop us about every ten minutes and say, "Well." And we just think it was like kindergarten. You know I mean? But honestly, he just didn't know. And Man. we don't ever want to put anybody in that Man. position. And I'll tell you how how we really need to be oh, cautious yeah. about that. But that's such a good example, isn't yeah. it? I mean, and when you really begin to see some of the phraseologies that we use, you know, like today, one of the things we're going to talk about, Dwight, and we want to talk about is contentment. Yeah, the and, word contentment. And, and so many, I think so much of the time we, we, we really confuse or we may present contentment as apathy. Yeah. 
and 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 you know there's such a broad spectrum of difference with the word when 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 Paul wrote to Timothy and he says I have uh, he, he wrote to him and says learn to be content he, he wrote to the church at Philippi and he says I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm with he he talked about what contentment really was and what how to how not only just to get by in situations and circumstance, but how to really thrive in some of those through the principle, or if you would, the law of learning contentment and contentment is something that is learned. I mean, it's not something that it's not something that you just kind of get through osmosis when you become a Christian, because there's a lot of Christians, obviously that being content and learning contentment in life is not working for, but we really want to learn to separate the difference between what contentment is and what apathy is. And as I was looking this word up, you know, this typical Christian phrase that yeah. we use a lot as I was looking this word up, it means it means it was just it just totally amazed me to what 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 this phrase means. Well, he, said, he said, be content in whatever state you're in. He wasn't saying sit back, twirl your thumbs and just and 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 be Passive in every way. That's that's not biblical contentment. No, biblical contentment is not passivity. And now, now there's a there's a sense where you you really want to learn to not force issues. I mean, it's like one of the first principles of the kingdom of God is it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And we want to learn not to force issues or try to manipulate someone to do something. But there's a real big difference between being passive and being content and in this contentment. Well, let me just give you this. Uh, some of these, I was just so amazed, but this word contentment means to be possessed with unfailing strength. Wow. It means a sense of sufficiency, no matter what I'm facing. It doesn't matter who or what defines me. I'm only defined by Christ in me, the hope of glory. And see, when we come to the place of contentment, I mean, that is so completely opposite of the term apathetic or to be apathy, have apathy or to be passive. You're coming from a place of contentment where Paul wrote to the church at Philippi and he said, I have learned in whatever state I am there with to be content. He says, I have abounded. I've been in lack. I've been I've been in all these different situations, but I have learned in whatever state I am there with to be content. When he was saying that, he wasn't saying, I've learned just to lay down yeah. and I've learned just to be passive or I've learned just to kind of give up and say, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. You know, whatever Everything happens. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not what he no. was saying when he was talking about being content. He was talking about an unfailing strength of finding his true source, finding where his source came from and recognizing that even though circumstances may be contrary to what he wanted to happen, circumstances may be looking completely opposite of what he wanted to happen. He just didn't lay down and play dead. He just didn't become passive. There was a, a strength on the inside of him that defined him, that gave him definition that was so much more greater than anything that he may uh, have faced. And, you know, Dwight, our listeners and our listeners may be facing some circumstances today that they just absolutely do not know what to do about. They may be facing unruly children and an employee employer situation. Uh, they may be facing a divorce. They may be facing a lot of things. But see, once we come to the place where we can say, no, I know there's a lot of problems going on, but I have an unfailing strength 
on the inside of me. That breaks the that breaks the apathy. It breaks passivity. It begins to break away from some of the 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 things that would cause a Christian to become dormant when the Lord would say, "Hey, you may be having a lot of these circumstances going on around you, but." It may be time for you to step out of the boat. It may be time to get out on that water and walk on that water right now, even though you're facing a storm or something that's going on. So when we're talking about contentment, we are not talking about being having apathy or being apathetic. Hey, we're glad you're with us today. It's Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. We're talking about phrases of faith, and specifically today we're talking about the word contentment. And you know... Ron, as I learn more and more about this biblical word contentment, a direct result or a product, if you will, in my life is it helps me to enjoy the present. More. Oh, that is so good. I mean, that, this is how it shows up in my life is that if I, and, and is because all of us every day we have something that's pulling and tugging on mm-hmm. us. 100% mm-hmm. of our life is not the way we want it to be. Every single, there might be 10%, 5%, 20% going in, a, maybe 50 going in a different direction. But, and, and so I can, if I, if I don't watch it, I can say, well, just as soon as I get this worked out, just as soon as I get this bill paid, just as soon as I get this relationship fixed or this child back in line, then I can be content. Then I can be happy. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Contentment, when it's rising up and working in me, says I can enjoy today. I can have peace today. I'm not denying these things exist, and I'm not being passive about doing something about them, but I've got peace in the middle of it because of the force of contentment. Boy, I love that. That's how it works in me. (laughs) I love that, Dwight. And, you know, it reminds me of a time, you know, I'm, of course, I'm a project kid, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, I worked on a garbage truck when I was growing up and, and, uh, got married and, st- you know, started life. And, and I was sitting out on my front porch one day, just a hot summer day, drinking a glass of tea, enjoying the day. And, and, uh, and had a lot of problems going on, a lot of issues financially, just struggles going on and trying to make it and trying to, you know, become. And, uh, and I was sitting on my porch one day and, and, and this, what you just said dawned on me. It just, it just, the the Lord just showed me this. And, and I, because I, I told the Lord sitting there on my porch that day, I said, Lord, if nothing ever changes in my life, I'm going to learn to be content right now. And even if I had to go live back in the projects, I have learned something from you right now that I can be content right now where I am while I get to where I'm going. Yeah. And I'm I'm convinced of this Dwight. If I if the Lord hadn't sh- showed me that just exactly what you just said that 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 what you just said about contentment. I think I probably would have become apathetic at that point and given up. I think I probably would have maybe even just slowed down in my whole life, but 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 I'm convinced if I hadn't learned that principle the Lord couldn't have entrusted me with some of the things that he entrusted me with and I don't think I could have been as prospered or blessed or learned as much or not bragging on myself. I'm just saying, I don't think, I don't think the Lord could have gotten through to me if I had had the idea that contentment was something other than what he revealed to me that day. And obviously it was not to be apathetic about my circumstances. It was not to be passive about my circumstances. It was, you know, it was to get up and do something about those, but do them from the heart of knowing that my source was secure. My source was Christ in me, the hope of glory. And boy, what a great revelation that was that day. 
We're glad you're with us on Local Matters today. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with uh, Pastor Ron Allen. Our topic today, Phrases of Faith, and we're talking about contentment. We're back with more in just a moment. It's Local Matters for Friday afternoon. Happy to have you along. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. Our topic today, Phrases of Faith, and we're looking at the biblical term contentment, Pastor Ron. And we were talking before the break, you know, this word, this this matter of contentment, it's not, it's not a passive word. And what I said uh, earlier is that, you know, the more I learn about contentment, the more it helps me to enjoy the moment that I'm in right now. Yes. Because in our culture today, we just can't wait to get off from work. How many times are you going to, you ask somebody, how you doing? Well, I'll be doing well in about three hours. Hours. Like, you know, I put I put my happy out in this off for three. Well, as soon as I retire, as soon as I get these kids, it's, no, 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 no. God says he wants no. you to have the abundant life right now. And contentment is a part of that. And interwoven in that contentment is so many directions we could go. But when the Bible says, wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He isn't talking about sitting back and twirling. No. Your Even the word wait is an active word. Yes. And it and it goes right along, Dwight. That, that's such a good, uh, I think that's in Isaiah yeah. where it says, wait upon the Lord. And then, of course, where t- contentment is found in Timothy and Philippians. But the thing of it is, th- the principle of that word is the same because while you're while you're being content, and one of my favorite Bible teachers, I really enjoy listening to Joyce Meyer. She she says it this way. She says she says you learn to be content where you are while yeah. you get to where you're going. Ooh, I love that, and I love that too because that's exactly what you said. You, you can't ever put off and say, "Well, I'll be happy when." No, it's it's a it's an animal, it's an emotional and an intellectual decision based on truth. When we decide, no, I'm going to be content and happy with this moment, even though my circumstances may be looking contrary, and even though my circumstances may be great, my contentment is based on the source of Christ in me, Mm. the hope of glory. That's the source of my contentment. So when we're talking about the difference between contentment and apathy, and you're talking about waiting on the Lord, you know, waiting on the Lord is not sitting back twiddling your thumbs. That word it simply means you are. It's an active word where you are binding yourself together with Him mm-hmm. to find the strength, to find the power, to find the wisdom, to find the peace, to find the direction that you need for yeah, whatever situation good. you're facing in your life. And, yeah. and whereas apathy, on the other hand, apathy is a and an emotional and intellectual ras- rationalization of where you are. Yeah, you know that's all apathy is. It's just like you, you're at you become apathy and excuse where you are. Well, there may be reasons you are where you are, and we know from our personal experience that sometimes it's because of what we've done. We got to look, look in the mirror. Created, you know, there's right? your answer. But it, even in that situation, we have to rely and look upon the mercies of God. We have to rely upon the plan that He has for us, and and realize that He is giving us mercy for our lives, and He's giving us this opportunity to allow contentment and if you would waiting upon the Lord resting in the Lord laboring to enter into rest he's given us an opportunity to never ever have some sort of intellectual or emotional excuse to keep us where we are because uh, uh, I think it's first Corinthians chapter 3 if I'm not mistaken says that he is the God of increase he wants us to increase he said, uh, uh, Paul sowed the seed, Apollos watered, one sowed, one watered, but it yeah. was God that gave the increase. Mm-hmm. So God is wanting us to take his word, learn this resting, learn this resting principle, Dwight, and then grow in that. And I, 
I'm just as convinced as I can be, Dwight, that that growth will come through learning what real contentment really is and never mistaking that for apathy. I want to come back, Pastor, on what you said earlier about that, uh, the, word, the word wait. Uh, and, and you're right. I've read that definition, and, and I, I love it, which to bind together by twisting. And the, the, the picture image there is you you got a string, and you got another string, you got all these individual strings, and if you bind them together and twist them together, it becomes mm, a rope. Wow. And now that's strong and it's active. Well, that word wait means to bind yourself together and twist yourself around God and let him twist himself around you yes and that might involve listening and praying and reading and and all of that stuff but and, and and all of those things and maybe more while you're actively participating and interacting with god while you're believing to meet a particular need yes but before you but even before you see it or can eat it or or, or spend it or whatever it is you're believing for or feel it then you are you are content in the meantime and you don't have to say tomorrow i will be happy tomorrow i will enjoy today next week will be good no, no. we can be content right in the middle of need, and we're more than equipped uh, with Christ in us as our hope for glory to do so. Yeah, and I think, Dwight, that's, that is where, that's another Christianese type thing that we get to thinking about sometimes, and that is that, you know, whenever we are content, it doesn't mean that we're not doing something. It doesn't mean, and in this intertwining with the Lord, the process, and I, I think it was maybe last Wednesday night or a couple of weeks ago, I actually taught on processing the promise. And as a Christian, sometimes we have to realize that as we are being content, there are things there this is a journey. There are processes yeah. that are going on in us to develop us, to help us see God in a different way, to help us see an uh, uh, maybe a, a pathway we haven't thought of or a direction for prosperity mm. we haven't thought of or maybe a doctor we haven't that's thought part of. of. That waiting. That's part, part of that, that is. And that's that's that process that I think some people get this idea that, you know, if you're a Christian, that, that this perfection, you just there's just this perfect life and you never mess up and, and there's not a process and there's not a journey. But, but that is something that's also is very contrary. This contentment process is a process where we realize, man, I'm on a journey home. I'm on a journey to heaven. And I, as I'm walking through this, God is definitely not the term. I lo- love this term. I heard this the other day. God is giving us mercy. It's not unsanctified mercy. I mean, he's not approving things that are wrong or things that need to be changed and sanctifying those and saying it's okay. But what he's doing is he's he's changing our hearts in the process so the things that aren't holy— we can learn to be content while that process of holiness is working in us mm. to produce what oh, is yeah. right, what Absolutely. is good, what is holy. And and so learning contentment, you know, Dwight, it, you, you said the phrase there a moment ago, and I know it's a favorite phrase of both of ours, and it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. He is that hope. And, you know, I'll encourage our listeners today, wherever you are, wherever you might be listening to, you know, if you haven't received Christ into your heart, it's so simple. You just just confess Jesus as your Lord, confess him as your Savior, believe that in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And when you do that verbally and you mean it with your heart, the Lord comes into your heart and then you have Christ in you, the yeah. hope of glory. And then that process of really being content you know, I, Dwight, I have a longing for heaven. I've got yeah. family in heaven. I mean, I've heard about heaven. Yeah. And, but you know what? I have to learn to be content. Right here. Right here. I have to learn what that contentment is and that process of walking that contentment out and allowing the Lord to fulfill his plans and his purposes in my life while I'm walking that out. 
Glad you're with us today on Local Matters. Uh, your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. Uh, we're talking about phrases of faith, and today we're looking at the word contentment. And I couldn't help but think, uh, Pastor Ron, that while you were talking about processes, because yes. it is. I mean, it, and it, as we're binding and twisting ourselves around God and letting him do the same thing with us, we, we, you and I both saw that movie not too long ago, I can only imagine. Oh, my. And and in the movie, there was a little scene where she, uh, I think it was a character playing Amy Grant, was asking the writer of the song, said, how long did it take you? So, well, it took me 10 minutes to write this song, and the music came in about another 10 minutes and she said no 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 you didn't write this song in 10 minutes it, it took your whole life and your yes. life experiences to write this yes. song it was a process yes. from what you had learned and your experiences in the past so you know yeah we might get frustrated but but god will you know and and we learn and we grow and we get up and god says come on let's go again but we can learn but god doesn't want us to put our contentment and it's a decision as much as anything else mm-hmm. you come to a point in life where you say, I decide as an act of my will at the beginning of the day, I'm going to be content today. Yes. That doesn't say everything's going right today, but I decide that I'm going to practice the presence of God in my life. I know that he's with me. I know that Christ in me is my hope of glory and contentment is mine right now. This is, I decide it's going to, I have good days and bad days. Well, yeah, you have a bad day because you decide it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> We've got control over those things. Yes. And if we decide to begin the day, today's a day of contentment, contentment. And when it will be that way for us more and more, we'll grow in that. Yes. It's a process, yes. but it works. And just like that song, Dwight, that song he said came in 10 minutes yeah. and the music came in 10 minutes. Yeah. But that's the way it works. See, if you can learn contentment and not get apathetic and not get passive, the reward can come in an instant. Yeah. The reward of what you've been resting and waiting and laboring for in that contentment can come in an instant. And and I think sometimes we get that mixed up and we think, well, everything's got to be instant, like microwave faith or, you know, it's microwave. But no, this word contentment, Paul wrote this 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 passage in Hebrews 13. He says, let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have, for he hath said, or the Lord has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. When we know he's with us, when we know he's going to be with us, listen, we can rest, we can be content. But that, that, Dwight, that is not, and I can't say this enough, that, that is not apathy. There's such a difference between being apathetic. And we, we saw earlier, apathetic is an intellectual and an emotional reason to give up. Yeah. It's an emotional reason to quit. We don't quit. We don't faint. We keep going. We keep pressing in. We keep pressing on in the kingdom of God. Why? Because just like that movie, I can only imagine, it didn't take him 10 minutes to write that song. It took him years to write that song. But that song Boom. came out yeah. in just that instant. It came out mm-hmm. in just that instant. Because that truth Yes. Moved from head to heart. Yes. And then it got written on his heart, and it was a part of who he was, and he started living his life that way. Mm-hmm. But it took some time to get it from head to heart. But once it was there, it was there. And God gives us that time, Dwight. Yeah. That's something every, we want everybody to hear, no matter what you're dealing with today. Remember, it's a process. God's given us the time. He's not putting us under pressure. He doesn't want performance. He wants a heart relationship. Yeah. Just like Beth wants a heart relationship with me. She doesn't want me to perform for her. She wants to know that I love her. It's the same thing with God. He wants that heart relationship, and he is able and willing to give us the time for these processes 
these this journey to work out in our lives. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, hadn't it? This has been a, <laughs> the biblical meaning of contentment. Christ in us, our hope of glory. Yes. Christ in us, our confident expectation of good. And glory means God's view and opinion. Yes. We're going to have to do this some more. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Ron, it's been good to be with you. Amen. And we're glad to have you with us also for this uh, edition of Local Matters, talking about contentment. Join us again next Friday, same time for more.